0: You're listening to episode 43, Do It Your Way. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This podcast is on a mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. This episode is sponsored by Portia Scott Media, where we are creating a kinder world through storytelling, and we want to tell your stories. If you are or know a social entrepreneur, a founder, a leader, or an employee, partner, or volunteer within an organization that is making a social impact on society for good, we want to hear from you. You can head to our website at PortiaScott.com and leave us a message in the contact us section. Thank you for partnering with us to magnify the voices of impact. Hello, darlings, and welcome to today's episode this Monday, the podcast turned one, and I'm so excited about it. And as I just sat back and just just went over in my head all that this year has been, the one thing that I realized is that starting anything from the ground up is hard work. Like there's no way around it. There's no life hacks. There's no YouTube video. There's resources to make it a little bit easier, but it really is hard work. However, what I did realize is that there are so many lessons in it. Like there's so many lessons that I learned, the lessons that I learned about myself, the lessons that I learned about those around me, just so many lessons that I've learned that this year, I believe, has made me a better person because it made me a better person. Every title that I wear to everyone else, I believe it is leaked into those different relationships. So I feel like the lessons that I've learned over this year have made me a better person, but it's also made me a better wife. It's made me a better daughter. It's made me a better sister. It's made me a better mother. It's made me a better friend. It's made me a better leader. And so I would not trade the hard work. I would not trade the confusion. I would not trade the back and forth. I would not trade the lack of clarity, any of that for what it has made me, but also the successes in it, the numbers that I've seen, the opportunities that I've had to speak and to speak at different conferences. All of these things have just made me a better person. And so what I feel like over this year, it has been like every day is like working a new muscle you never knew existed. And because it's being worked for the first time, it's sore, it's uneasy, and it's painful. By the way, I am doing this new... It's not new, but I do this workout challenge every now and then. This is the second time that I'm doing it with my sisters, and to be honest, my thighs are currently burning because we were working out um legs, but we were doing it with weights, and so it's like either the muscle has never been worked or it had not been worked in a while, and so it's sore, it's uneasy, and it's painful. But the more you work it, I am not sure if it becomes easier per se, but you are able to work through and manage the sore days a lot better. And it is because working this muscle and the different muscles that I didn't even know that I had, that it's not necessarily that everything is easy, but what it does is it has now taught me how to work through and to manage those moments, to manage the successes and to manage the the challenges. My husband says this all the time. He says, I don't marry either, Portia. He said, I don't marry the success, but I also don't marry the challenge. If I marry the successes, then I'll need that applause. I'll I'll need people's approval. And if I marry the challenges then it keeps me stuck in this one place as well. So he doesn't marry either. So I'm kind of taking that on that I don't marry the successes, but I don't marry the challenges either. However, what I do is I always look for the lessons in it. And so this year, as I sat back, I thought about what are the lessons that I have learned over this year? And so I thought about this time It had to be like 2012, and our son was turning 16. And John, Jontel, Miracle, and I were celebrating at home, you know, pizza, cake, and of course, music. So, birthdays are really big in my house. And everybody on your birthday, you know, you're going to get cake. You're going to be able to eat whatever you want. We're going to have people over. It's just what we do. Birthdays are celebrated. We don't let those birthdays go by without a celebration. And so this birthday was no different. I was so excited. We were all excited and then fun turned into a trip to the emergency room for me. For some reason, I thought I was 16 again and I did a cheerleader kick over my husband's head and down I went. As soon as I came down, I already knew It was my kneecap. I had felt this pain once before, and I remember yelling to my husband, John Henry, call somebody. I mean, literally, we still laugh about this during Thanksgiving or whenever we're together. John Henry, call somebody. I had been here before, and I knew I couldn't control the pain or the discomfort, the nervousness, but what I could control is what I did control. And so I knew I was going to need help because there was no way I was gonna get up off the floor by myself. My husband and kids were there, and if push came to shove, they could have definitely been my ambulance. However, they could have never treated the injury. That was going to take someone with the expertise and skill, someone who had been trained for this type of injury. I would find myself in the ER and seen by an ER nurse as well as another ER physician. But the guy that really assessed the the injury would be an orthopedic surgeon. From this point, let's look at orthopedic surgery as a niche, right? Over this last year, you have probably heard me on many occasions talk about the people that helped me when I needed the help, and maybe I couldn't afford the services, so I had to be resourceful. I learned that just because it's free or popular doesn't mean it's for me. In the beginning of all of this, I was going to every marketing and business webinar, every social media standout free session I could find, signing up for every email list, and it led me to frustration and confusion. Listen, I'm not saying that free webinars don't help, but we have to be strategic. Remember, intention plus strategy equals change. What I want to do and how am I going to get there equals change. And so the one thing I learned is that I needed to dial in to the people that would help me, not just because other podcasters were doing it or other entrepreneurs were doing it this way. I had to do it my way. Why did I need another business webinar when that wasn't the skill set I was lacking at the time? Why is it that we go after things that we don't need just because they're shiny, they're new, they're pretty, just because everybody else is doing it, just because everybody on the job or everybody else in this particular industry is doing it, but it may not be the thing that you need. And so I say it like this. So every webinar that I was joining that had nothing to do with what I needed, that was just getting into the ER. It wasn't going to necessarily help the injury, or in my case, move my podcast forward. Why did I have to make sure I had a thousand followers if they're not going to listen to the podcast? Again, this was just the ER. Intention is the what, it's the specific thing, it's the goal, the target, the vision, the project. It is the orthopedic surgeon. In that moment in the ER, I just wanted a doctor, but what I needed was an orthopedic surgeon. And sometimes we are not as clear and that is actually okay because clarity comes as you do. The more steps you take, the clearer the vision, the purpose, the passion, the goals become. I had to at least go to the OER so I could get the right person. We can only plan the beginning and the end, but what we don't know is in the middle. If we did, it would not be called a journey. And that's what this is. And so while I needed to go to the ER, the ER is what led me to the ortho. And so sometimes we feel like if it's not as clear, if I'm not as clear, then I'm not going to move ahead. Well, sure, I could have stayed at home and suffered at home, but I needed to at least get going to the ER and they would point me in the right direction. And honestly, as I look back over this podcast, I would take a step and sometime it was in the complete opposite direction, but something would happen and I would be turned to where I needed to go. So In the middle of this, in the middle of calling the ambulance, I began taking off my slacks and stockings that I had on. Listen, it was a weekday and I had just come home from work. My family is looking at me like she has completely lost her mind. Why in the world is she taking off her pants? While my knee was going to swell, I knew this because I'd been here before. And also, I didn't want them to have to cut off my Ann Taylor pants. So business clothes can be expensive and I was very proud of my Ann Taylor pants. So that is why I was taking them off in a hurry. As I think about it, the pain didn't necessarily start immediately. It was like a delayed reaction. It was almost like my mind had to catch up with what was really happening. And I vividly remember telling my oldest son, go get me some water. Because when the pain did hit, it would be powerful and almost throw me into shock. I remember that from the last time. It doesn't mean that I wasn't going to feel the pain. It doesn't mean that there wasn't going to be discomfort. It didn't mean that I wasn't going to be concerned and a little bit scared. But what I could control, I did control. I knew how to navigate at least this first part of the injury. And so it's almost like I knew I needed the water because it's almost like your body begins to shut down once it feels that type of pain. I'm not sure if the water had anything to do with the science of pain, but all of my veterans and active duty military friends know water solves everything. So I was like, give me some water. Plus I was getting hot and I thought I was going to pass out, but the ambulance comes and whisks me away and my husband follows closely behind They take my vitals, give me an x-ray, and the doctor comes in just to tell me the orthopedic surgeon is coming down. But the one thing he did say was, don't worry, you're going to be fine. So the surgeon comes in and he tells me that they can see a broken piece of bone in my patella, which is my kneecap. And my kneecaps have always had a little bit of double jointedness to them. But who knew at 30 something, I would be laid up in bed with a knee brace not unable to walk because I wanted to be 16 again. So two days later, I go see the actual surgeon and he tells me we are going to have to do a small arthroscopic surgery, clean my knee out. And within a day I would be walking again. He did say I would need physical therapy for a few months and I wouldn't be running or hiking. Not that I planned to do either, but that I wouldn't be able to do it at least for a couple of months. So in this, we had our strategy. We had the how we were going to heal my knee. Remember, intention plus strategy equals change. The intention was to heal my knee and get me walking again. The strategy is how are we going to do this? And so a lot of times this is where for me in podcasting and just running my own business as a whole, that Understanding that strategy, like I knew what I wanted, but getting there seemed sometimes like an uphill battle. I didn't have a large audience who was going to listen, but I was consistent and putting out content every week, same time, same day. Maybe I didn't post on social media every day, but I did every Thursday to let people know my show was live. And sometimes I even had to go back to the intention. I think sometimes we have to go back to the what, because some of the strategy that I tried, it didn't increase my numbers, but I had to go back to my intention and ask the question, did you start because of the numbers or did you start because you wanted to touch lives and is touching one life good enough? Because if it is, keep going. So sometimes you put in these strategies, you put in the how, like I did, and sometimes it didn't increase the numbers. Sometimes I didn't get the thousands of hits that I was looking for, but I always have to go back to my intention. I always have to go back to the what and the why. Did you start because of the numbers? Because if you did start because of the numbers, then that's a different question, but for me, I started because I wanted to touch lives. And so all that meant was that if one life showed up to listen to one episode, then I could keep going because that would mean that I met my metric for success. It's touching lives. Overall, our commitment or our mission is that we would touch one million lives, that we would touch one million lives. That is the overall um, vision is that we would touch 1 million lives. But if I touch 30 a week, it's getting me closer to that 1 million. And so sometime I had to go back and re-strategize, but not because of the numbers, but because I wanted to touch lives. And when what you do is more about lives or more about purpose than numbers and money, you have hit the sweet spot. The money and the numbers will come when you stay true to your intention, and that is what ultimately drives your strategy. And in this year, I had to realize that I was going to show up whether the numbers were high or whether the numbers were low. And after my surgery, I was going to physical therapy once a week, but my thigh muscles were still showing atrophy. So we went back to the intention, what? My what was healing the injury so I could run again if I wanted to. So we had to change our strategy. We went to three times a week of physical therapy. And so within those two months, I could see a visible difference. I knew I was getting better. However, it wasn't until three years later when I would be able to run again without pain or discomfort. When it is hard, I had to go back to my intention and implement my strategy. The first weekend we launched, we wanted 100 downloads in the first week. Intention, my what? The strategy was that we would release three episodes. We planned a launch party with about 15 to 20 people in my house so we could at least get between 45 and 60 downloads so we knew we would have a bulk of the downloads at least within the the next couple of weeks cuz we knew at least 20 people would listen to it. We told everyone we knew to listen to it. We posted on purpose, we posted we posted on social media so people could listen. I sent out text messages, something I never do, but I believed in what we were putting out. And so Within that weekend, we had already gotten above our hundred downloads. It was intention and it was strategy. And intention is great. The what is great, but you have to determine the how. The disciplines you put in place to show up. It's not always a complete marketing plan or project management plan. Sometimes it's sending one email consistently, recording consistently, talking to one person every day, showing up in a meeting consistently, providing great feedback and ideas consistently. The how, it's not always this mastered out vision, but what it is is saying, I am going to create. This systematic approach for success, it is in my daily disciplines and in my daily habits that I'm able to accomplish, that I'm able to change my current narrative to what I want it to be, or I'm able to change my current position to what I want it to be by taking those daily disciplines, those systematic that systematic approach to success. And so, you know, for me, I actually, I actually use this high performance planner by Brendan Burchard. And for me, it helps me not only manage my day, my intentions, but also my daily disciplines for success. And that success is determined by you. So after these, after I was going to um, physical therapy and I was doing all this, you know, I was doing all of the work, it wasn't until three years later that I was able to run again consistently, I had reached success. Remember, when we were talking to the doctor, the success metric would be that my knee would be healed, that if I wanted to run, I would be able to. And so here we are three years later, success. I had done the work to get there, even when I had to regroup go back to my intention, revise a new strategy, I knew my success metric was being able to run again. It was clear, it was concise, and I was willing to do the work to get there. My daily successes change. Today, I will have been successful if I spent two hours of focused time on my podcast. We're almost there. Take your successes daily. It's easier to enjoy that way to write them down every day, I will have been successful today if If I was able to connect with a friend If I was able to do one journal entry, if I was able to write one page, if I was able to be kind to someone, if I was able to give something to someone that I know they can never repay, whatever your daily successes are, it's so important that we take them day by day by day. So then we have now created this systematic approach To success? What are those disciplines that I'm going to put in place? How am I going to show up consistently at work? How am I going to show up consistently at home? How am I going to show up consistently in my fitness or whatever that may be for you? And I remember the time in between surgery, physical therapy, and running. One day I sat on the bed before surgery and it felt like I would never ever walk again without a small limp. I was feeling hopeless. I was feeling defeated. And I remember comparing myself not to others, but to how I recovered so quickly the last time. Why didn't it work this time? Why did it take so long this time? And I know these are questions that you may be asking yourself, but you know what I don't remember is the exact day I stopped worrying about it. As I kept moving forward as I kept reaching for that ultimate success to run again. And so there were some days when I would run for like 10 feet and my leg or my knee would start throbbing. And then there were some days where I could run a little bit longer with my, uh, with my knee brace. But there was one day that came that I was able to run without a knee brace, without having to ice it afterwards, without any pain or discomfort. And I just don't remember that day because it happened gradually. And so as I am creating this podcast, creating my own space, creating my own business, I just decided to do it my way. I decided to have a picture of what my intention is, but also what my strategy is. That's how I'm going to bring about change. I've literally pivoted so many times with my elevator speech for the podcast, with what this season will bring of the podcast. Literally, in the next season, we're pivoting on some of the stories and interviews that we do. It's all going to be aligned with taking your life off of autopilot, optimizing the power of your uniqueness and executing intentionally in every area of your life. But we're adding a little bit more. We're going to have different things in, right? Because the more you go, the more you walk, the more is revealed. And so I, I say that because I remember the first podcast conference I went to, I wasn't completely clear on how to pitch it. I wasn't completely clear on um, when someone said, what is your podcast about? I was like, oh, well, it's an inspirational podcast. um, And we have people that are showing up in their lives. That was kind of like my pitch. And it was okay. The more I said it, the more I was able to refine it, the more I was able to define it. And so I say this for every, perfectionist, for every person that is a procrastinator, for every person that's feeling like you can't do your thing because it's not clear, or you can't do your thing because it's perfect, listen, just do it. The only way that you'll get it out there is to get it out there. The only way to start is to start. I could give you five steps to effective goal execution. I can show you what your archetype is. I can show you how to goal set and how to goal plan using effective tools, how to go day by day. But all of that doesn't work unless you do it. So the only way that we're going to be able to read your book is if you actually put your book out. The only way we're going to be able to listen to your podcast is if you put a podcast out. The only way that we're going to be able to buy your candles or whatever service or product that you have is if you put it out. Put it out how it is. Refine, pivot, and do it your way. The only way you learn The only way we get better is when we continually do it. That just sums up my podcast year. My journey to July 27, 2020 wasn't like anything else I had done. I had experienced pain and hard things before, but this time I knew what to do. How to manage my mind a little better. How to control the negative narratives a little more just like I knew to take my pants off before my niece, well, I learned that every advertisement for more and more and more wasn't for me. I, I I realized that just because someone else said that this way was better, I decided to follow the North Star of my own intention and do it my way. Success isn't about how much money you make. It's about the difference you make in people's lives. Michelle Obama. As always, we end every show with this declaration, waking up is automatic, showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thanks again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show, leave a five-star review, and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.